fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Cincinnati, a 20-point win tonight in Kansas City. Cincinnati is legit. Welcome to the national scene, Wes Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats with the win. And guess what? The Joe Burrow era is just beginning. Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. And as always, I am your host, Aaron Smith, joined by my two best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Jeff Howell and the self-proclaimed best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. And just like that, we're off. So, fellas. Much a much better transition with music this week. Yeah. I feel I so much better. I feel so much good. better. I would agree. Yeah. Um, it was our most watched episode of Pardon the Punctuation ever, though, last week. So thanks to everyone who tuned in. Live and, watched. Yeah. And uh, those who downloaded later on or watched later on or whatever form you took it in at, uh, we, we do appreciate that. But um, I don't know. I mean, you guys have uh, anything that happened this week that we need to touch on before we get into the, the good stuff? I just want to throw a shout out to my boys' football team. They uh, knocked off the the number two team in their league uh, that had pretty much uh, run the table against everybody, but one other one other team kind of is the best. But this team they played this weekend, they were not expected to win, and uh, they won on a final play, little uh, sweep to the outside. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. They were super stoked. And then we got one more game, and then the playoffs start the week after that. Nice, Ed. I'll follow that up. Yeah, uh, so my son's soccer team uh, played the number one team in their division or their their division, their, you know, their league um, on Saturday. This team has not been scored on. This team has not been beat, and they scored on them twice uh, and tied them. So I'll take that as a win. Is, well, does your kid play for uh, oh, don't, FC? Don't, or? don't, don't, <laughs> don't. But they had this really sweet – Jeff, I don't know if you guys use it in football, but we had this. they had this really sweet camera. Uh, I think it's called like a V-Row or something like that. Oh, it like follows, it follows the play. It breaks down in the AI, like kickoffs, quarter those kicks are, for those them. Are very so. expensive, and there's like a uh, – Super expensive. There's like a subscription model to it, but it's it's like getting big in, in youth sports and that kind of thing where they – it's a camera on a tripod. It looks like a little orb or like a flat disc kind of thing, and it just yeah. – it follows where the the plays at, so that you can then. I guess it's probably useful for like huddle and things like that. It has AI technology that does it by itself, breaks out like a corner kick or a kickoff or a goal or something like that, so you don't have to go through and break it down yourself. Jeffrey, we will never cut Ed slack on FC Cincinnati or in general. I mean, we can take a quick vote if we're gonna give Ed some slack. Uh, all in favor of giving Ed slack, aye. Uh, those in favor of not giving it any slack, I, nay, and nay, I, whatever. I'm going. Got out voted again. Yeah, what if did. I have multiple personalities? Is that uh, no, that would surprise me actually? Um, right. So I missed uh, I missed Brinix's first role. Oh, uh, 
while I was producing the Bearcat Brunch. So that's cool. Oh, uh, my bad. That's cool. <laughs> Missed that. Um, I haven't. She hasn't rolled since. So I guess she did it like three or four times that morning. And I missed all of them. That's okay. They'll start doing it all the time soon. And then you just won't yeah, be able to catch they, up with them. Yeah. Once they become mobile, Aaron, it's it's over that, for that, you. That's the end. Then you Baby have to, gates galore. Always. Okay. Like, you can't just sit them down and be like, I'll be right back. And it is okay to get a leash for them. Can't wait. It's not. No, it's okay. Um, but that was uh, that was what I missed. Um, I did make a buffalo chicken dip in the smoker, though, this weekend. And also mm. armadillo eggs. Uh, which, if you're not familiar with what Ooh. that is, it's a jalapeno stuffed with cream cheese and seasoning, wrapped completely in sausage, wrapped completely in bacon, and then you smoke it. And then in the last 10 minutes, you slather some uh, barbecue sauce on there. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. But did so I tell good. you I never got to make those pork belly burnt ends? The pork no. belly I bought still had the skin on it. Oh. I got to figure out how to cut that off. Yeah, like, yikes. I tried to stab myself, but congratulations on the armadillo eggs. Appreciate it. Well. This is where you transition, Ed. Yeah, and Ed's totally whiffing. I'm still posting the show. There's an explosion that's going to go off now. There's not, actually, because I'm not going to turn. All right, there we go. Turn it down. All right. Can't talk while it's going off and reap the improvement. Best right. producer in Cincinnati. Oh, Self-proclaimed right. for a reason. Yeah. Uh the Bengals played Sunday night. Last night. They lost in prime time. Again. I hate when the Bengals are on Sunday night football. Only because I'm sitting around all day excited about the game. I guess if they had won, I probably wouldn't be as upset, but like they didn't. And so it seemed like all day I was just like waiting around and then. So Michelle timed this one perfectly. Like she, we, we celebrated Parker's birthday on Sunday, a month early. Cause he wanted to do foot golf. Um, so his birthday's in November. So it'd be super cool if we did then. Um, but she timed this one perfectly. We were off the golf course back home before eight o'clock. It was great. Well, the Bengals lose another one in the last drive of the game, last last minute of the game. Another Brody field Elias goal. Sports Bureau, that is the first team to lose three games in the first five, all on the uh, like at the whistle there. That's good. Setting records hurts. Hurts. Hurt. I know that uh, you're you you were uh, blowing up the. The text string, Aaron, and you said specifically Tuesday night is going to be a banger. So I'm uh, I'm very interested in all of your hot takes. So let's 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 look at Zach Taylor's career trajectory. Zach Taylor is OC for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Has a stint in which he goes 13 straight quarters without a single touchdown. Zach Taylor leaves. Put the caveat on that of who who was the quarterback. I mean, it wasn't like a a bad Bearcats offense. Gunnar Keel. Yeah, Gunnar wasn't. I mean, Gunnar wasn't bad. Gunnar got in his own way sometimes, but yeah, Gunnar Gunnar wasn't bad. But like Mike Boone was on that team, I think. Right. Denver Bronco Mike Boone. Yeah. Uh, Who 
uh, Moore, D- DJ Moore, I think. Is that a name? Is that who I'm Chris Moore? Thinking of? Chris Moore. Why did I say DJ Moore? Because uh, he's about to get traded from the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, like, they had some guys on it. Like, you shouldn't be going 13 quarters without scoring a touchdown. No Continue college there. team. No, no college team <laughs> should go 13 straight quarters without scoring a touchdown. No college team. Not any of them. Right. So, so some, somehow this quarterback from Nebraska lands on his feet under new head coach Sean McVay in L.A. as the quarterback's coach, which a demotion as far as you should not bring him in as an O.C. because that wouldn't make a ton of sense. So he becomes the quarterback's coach in L.A. They get to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati has to wait on Zach Taylor as they're interviewing, and he's apparently their guy. And so they have to wait to hire him. And in turn, they have to wait to bring in an OC and a DC and an entire coaching staff because they had to wait. Fast forward to now. Zach Taylor is the head coach. And I will say this. He got us to the Super Bowl. I think that's commendable. I think he has put together a fantastic culture. I think he has hired a fantastic defensive coordinator. I think his comments this week when asked about how the play calling goes and if he's willing to step back on play calling is a cop-out and bullshit. You can't tell me that everyone has a voice in what's being called offensively every single play. Get out of here. We can see you calling the plays, bro. They might have a voice, but I think he's probably got them muted. <laughs> it, it's just, I think, I think he's a coward and he, I think he's afraid of the media. Uh, he's afraid of taking all the hits, but man, like, what what even is Brian Callahan doing if not coordinating the offense? Somebody said that he just sits in the booth and claps and smiles. Like I, collects a paycheck, apparently. Yeah, I I was pretty I was pretty surprised. I I don't know that I was surprised. It was interesting to see that he would come out and say, like, you know, it's a collective effort to call the plays. Like, you know, we're all kind of chipping in and saying, you know, whatever they're, they're going by. Um, <laughs> you got us to the Super Bowl. That's commendable. Thanks, Chad. Uh, I mean, I think it is commendable. And like we said, like, I've been telling people this week because they're like, you know, everybody wants a dog on him. And I think rightfully so as far as like, you know, the offensive production goes because look at who your offense is. Um, and then the production that has been there, not been there, whatever. Uh, he, for him to come out and say what he said is just like, like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to fix it then? If it's a collective effort, well, what are you going to do to fix that? When you have uh, Chris Sims out Don't here. forget, he also said the play calling is a work in progress. This whole offense at this point right now is a work in progress. Um, when you have Chris Sims out here basically saying that your offense is predictable 
and not complicated and not evolving as he's breaking down film as just an analyst. What do you think these other coaches are doing? Exactly. I mean, people, it's, it's, I mean, is it, is it just that if, if a defense runs a, a too deep zone now, we just can't throw a deep pass. Well, one a game. We, I, our, I think our offense was roughly four yards per play. Like, like they, they, four yards yeah. per, per yeah. pass the, or something. Yeah, the, the, uh, the stat I saw was like 4.31 yards yeah. per play. And it's like 30th in the NFL and the Rams are the only team that's worse. What are we, so, what are we doing? Like what well, happened to it, jump balls? What happened to scheming <clears throat> to beat the zone? How do you I mean, not, it, I, 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 I think, do not scheme to beat the zone. I was listening to Pat yesterday, Pat McAfee. And I think he said the Sean McVay playbook has been figured out. And that's why. We need we need to find something new. Wait, we have something new. His name is Brian Callahan. He is not part of the Sean McVay tree. He is the offensive coordinator. Let him coordinate the offense. I agree, one hundred percent. Yes, sir. This is what I'm here for. This is exactly what I'm here for. And and while we're here, and I'm obviously mad about the play calling because it's garbage right now. But while we're here, I'm not here for social media fan gatekeepers that say you're not allowed to talk about the head coach. Thank you. On this podcast, you are allowed to, you're allowed to talk badly about the the head coach because he's not calling good plays again. He's put together a good culture. I don't dislike him as a head coach, but part of being a head coach is also winning the games. Put your team in the best position to win the game. And right now, Zach Taylor or a committee, as he's claiming, calling the shots isn't working. It's not working. It's a collective. Collective, yeah. Kind of like the you know the banks. I mean, Um, I will say that like not having T Higgins, obviously that that's going to change some things, right? Like other teams can figure that out. But you've got you've got what is definitely a weapon in Hayden Hurst, and they and they used him. They did. Um, I feel like sometimes they forget Tyler Boyd is on the team. Um, that dude was a monster over the middle last year. I feel like they don't uh, <clears throat> they don't go after him, like go to him enough. Uh, I, I don't know if Joe Burrow, like I don't, I don't know if there's something just like off with Joe. Um, him and and Jamar are not like they don't. There was a play. And they hit it like a couple plays later, but there was a normally where Jamar has that go route on the outside. Yeah. It's like a RPO. Um, and Jamar has like a go route, but then he always like they break it off and he hits him on like the back shoulder, like 10, 12 yards down the field, right on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ran that play and Joe threw the ball and Jamar was still like full sprint down the sideline. And it was like they totally weren't on the same page, which is not not normal, or at least not what we're used to. Not right, what we're used to seeing from like last year. Right. Um, and they hit it on the other side of the field a few plays later. So you know, maybe it's just the fact that the scheme of the offense is so inconsistent and disjointed. I think that's probably the way that I would put it. the The offense is like it just seems very disjointed. Like, they don't know what their identity is. They were finally able to run the ball. You've got 
I think they were averaging so like between Pirine and Mixon, they were averaging like six yards a carry. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight to this this series, and we all, uh, well, exactly, Chad. That he he has not been what we saw at the end of last year, where he kind of put the team on his on his shoulders and was making plays and getting out of. I think he's shook. Trouble. I think he's rattled. I think he's been he's been bad. I'll say it. I am not. What What do you think is causing that? Like we we have the offensive I don't know, line not not playing your offensive line and not gelling your offensive line in the in the preseason at all. Well, it feels like they they gelled a little bit, you know. Sure. Since now the they're, they're week, getting but there. But again, you think he's still rattled from the first three games? You're five game. You're five games into the season. He's he's also his entire career had to run for his life. He's had to repair an entire knee, and he's looking. He's I I would imagine Lost in a, a, he's he's got to think like. I don't know. Appendix. In, in Appendix. Two, two years, maybe as early as next season, we're talking about an extension. Um, I think that I, I, I said this to, to you guys in, in our chat. I think you should just go completely off script and just start calling plays. For, what it, Call plays from the huddle. What are they going to do? They're going to bench you, Joe? No. I mean, I, I wouldn't no, be no, against no. that. It, it worked out be, in, in the movies. <laughs> I, I would be all for a game like let's just see yeah this, let, let's see a, a game where joe goes out there and you know goes straight peyton manning and is you know omahaing at the line or joe they're not, they're at the not line. going to bench you Omaha! they are exactly. they're not going to bench you no yeah what are they gonna, who, who are we gonna put in i don't even remember who our backup quarterback is right now brandon uh brandon allen oh brandon allen's right yeah but He's when you good. when you when you get down to uh down to the goal line. Steve said, <laughs> Steve said, have a great stream tonight, fellas. I grabbed a hat and put it on backwards, which I assume is necessary to chat here. Uh, that's, mean, that's that's how we all feel under 35. So We appreciate until you. you until you get there, you, you just don't know. <laughs> how about... Um, yeah, but we, we, so, so they... As we all know the series of is going to get brought up and talked about and really it was just a a, a set Fourth of down, down a set of downs um you, know, you go to Hayden Hurst who gets absolutely blown up on like on the sideline and the guys like what do you mean pass interference like you can't just like shove someone out of bounds onto their butt like when the ball is coming to them that's it's pass interference it's literally the definition yeah and so you get that and you get the ball on on the two First and goal from the two. What better and time to run a sweep, Jeff? What? Like, my thing is, like, all game, all game, you have been picking up roughly six yards a carry. Running it north and south. Just handing it off. I mean, Joe Mixon was having, I mean, I, I didn't really look at, like, numbers, while, but I feel like he was probably having the best game he's played this thus far this year. Uh, P. Ryan, again, like, that dude... Yeah, you know, he's one of those guys that you just hand the ball to and like just go get me some yards. Um, they they had already done a, a quarterback sneak earlier, which worked perfectly, which I don't know why it doesn't yeah. You know, I, I think analytics have ruined sports altogether, and that's a, a conversation for another day. Um <laughs> can't, but, can't call plays with your gut anymore. No. Like hand the ball to your guys and get in the end zone. But instead, you you like do some silly stuff, and then you 
whatever. I don't even remember what the first down play was. And I'm then, trying to think. There was a game earlier in the day that I was watching. I can't remember which one it was, but a, a fullback lined up behind the quarterback on a sneak and just picked up and oh, basically yeah. carried him into the end zone, getting well, the extra push both. from the fullback. They've, the done, they've, done it to, they've done it to Burrow before. They ran that play. That's they how didn't, Burrow got they, his touchdown. Yeah, the, the touchdown that Burrow scored earlier. Again, let's not reinvent the, the wheel here. Like, it used to be the Domatal Peco play. Domatal was trying to punch the hole. That's right. Right. Yeah. Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, the Bush push. Do you guys know how many times Hayden Hurst has been targeted this year? Not enough. How many times? That dude, that 28 dude. times. In six games? Five games? What are we five, games? Five, five games. Five games. Not so, enough. Not enough. So then you don't ball. do that. You decide you're not going to run the ball. But you decide that the the Philly special is what you're going to go with. And it got red and blown up worse than like a, a, a peewee football game play. Like it was, I mean, Tyler was Boyd the, ended up on his Tyler, butt. Yeah. And then on the next play, I don't know who they threw it to. You get It was Jamar. They get it down to like back down and... My feeling here, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, you you gotta go." You're on the road. You failed to get into. You failed to get into the end zone. I don't care what analytics say. You tie the game up. Thank you. As soon as they as soon as they went for it and did not get those three points, I looked at Michelle and I said, "This is gonna come back and bite us in the ass." Here's where here's where I'll disagree in what you said, not in what happened, because I agree you should have taken the points there. You shouldn't have gone for it there. If they're marching the whole field and Mo is on their side, that big Mo momentum is on their side and they have gotten all the way to the two and they've driven, I don't know, 80 yards, 70 yards, and that has gotten them to the two and they've just been getting chunk, 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 chunk. You go for it. But when you started that drive at the two and now you're back at the one, and nothing you've done in the three downs prior to has looked like you're capable of getting anything positive. Take the field goal. You have a kicker who is fantastic. Doesn't miss usually. Take the field goal because you're incapable of calling a two yard play. Well, Zach the, Taylor, the, not the committee. There is the, no committee. The the play the play you go with there also blows my mind. Throw that out of the out of the entire playbook. They saw uh, Pat Mahomes do it, and they're like, oh, "I think we're going to try and do that." This little like shovel pass, like get it it's out the, of here. It's the same throw that the kid from the Sandlot does when he goes out to the field the first time. He just eh. it's it's it it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's probably some analytic that says that it is a high percentage play, uh, but you've got. A line that apparently Jason didn't... Kelsey tells us ninety-two percent for the quarterback sneak. If we're going full analytics here, I love that no, podcast. No, no play that does it better than so, the quarterback sneak. But my thing, is, I just I don't know. It's it, it was very frustrating to watch. It was one of those things where you're like, this is what you do, and then when you go back and you look, obviously the last like two days, everybody and their brothers broken down the plays. So if you want to see them, they're all over Twitter, but. You got Lyle Collins, who apparently didn't know which direction he was supposed to block. Um, I don't. I don't believe that. Volson like whiffed on his block on the outside, or just didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. I, the, I mean, and as a whole, the line played well, like the the whole game. 
I'm not really going to dump on them for anything, but when you're doing some cutesy little, like, you know, backyard draw in the dirt kind of thing, you're going to end up with what they ended up with, which was a shovel pass that went out the back of the end zone. Like, Well, and clearly Baltimore has had this game circled since last season. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And Lamar Jackson is not that good. We made him look really good. No, we but, didn't. Like well, in that last drive, he looked really good. Oh, we just didn't contain him on the last drive. And, and I'm, I'm also all about. I'm, I'm here for our defense. Like our defense has like played. Not allowed a second half touchdown the entire, the entire for, season. Right. They've only allowed game-winning field goals. And it shouldn't be that close with this offense. Not with this offense. Even is, with T. Higgins out. Even with T. Higgins out. So my question about offense. T. Higgins, because I, I missed the very first play. Did T. Did he start the game? Like, did he play he did. it all? And then, okay, so he, he did play. A, he had a and nagging got, ankle injury. Because he's been he, questionable all week in fantasy. Right. So I was like, yeah. He said that um, he tried to run a couple routes there at the beginning of the game, and it just wasn't there, and he knew he wasn't ready. So. It sucks. I mean, Mike Thomas had, he had some. Uh, Mike Thomas is in great place. Had, had some man catches out there. Sure did. Uh, and, and I don't want to be like totally negative about what this team is doing or what they are, but like, because the defense, you have to be the, the defense. The defense is there. That is a playoff, you know, potentially Super Bowl. The talents there in offense too. Kind of defense. Well, and and I will say the running game did get going. It wasn't just Samaj P Ryan this week. Mixon right. fourteen carries, seventy eight yards. 5.6 a carry, including the shovel pass that got blown up on the drive that we're talking about. But, yeah, I mean, as a team, they even 21 carries, including Burrow, three, three for six, and P. Ryan three for 17, um, and Chase's end around that was one for nothing. Um, 21 carries, 101 yards, 4.8 per. That's That's not bad. And it should have been a second touchdown because you should have scored just going north and south instead of all of the stupid shit you did on that goal line stand. Kudos to the Baltimore Ravens on that. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you got to look at that and say, like, you got to kind of tip your hat. Like, hey, they, they did what they needed to do to stop this circus of an offense or whatever was going on, this carnival act um, that doesn't need to be do- – this offense doesn't need silly stuff like that. Like when we, uh, I think it might've been uh, on the right report uh, where he was talking about like creativity, like that's not what people mean when they want to see, like be creative, like move some guys around to different spots, like put some guys in motion. We're not talking about Philly specials and halfback passes and, you know, throwback, throwback crazy, you know, triple reverses and anything shovel passy like we're not talking about that we're just saying like move your guys around use get you know move, move jamar to the slot more like what yeah. i don't know i'm beat not an the, offensive coordinator beat the, beat the zone That's i'm not it. an offensive i'm just as much of an offensive coordinator as brian callahan is right now so let him coordinate the offense <laughs> i agree uh, take one out you, of aaron's quiver to your point the defensive this defense has been special I think that this defense has been very special. And that's even with Jesse Bates playing subpar. Von Bell's been playing 
very well. Very well. Above, well, above, above par. Above average. Above average. If you're above over, par, that's over not par? good in golf. No, over, over par is not good. No, it's not good. But you don't want everyone to say somebody's playing under par in football. Um, above average. Uh, well above <laughs> average. It is. I believe it's a contract year for Von Bell. Oh. And if I had, if I had to sign either Von Bell or Jesse Bates next right year, mm-hmm. and you know who else is playing? It's an easy I mean, decision. When you look at it, the defense as a whole is is just playing very well altogether. But you look at some guys, um, Mike Hilton, dog. Hubbard and Henderson, they get held on every every single play snap, every single play. And I know it's a thing across the league, like with whatever, but like it is criminal what is happening to those two. It looks like you know when like Michael Parsons gets held, like you see uh, you've seen the uh, there's some pictures of him being like choke slammed yeah like and I, my, uh, my head's back here but i'm i'm still running uh like, as i'm being held uh is playing amazing logan wilson dog uh jermaine pratt that that sack that he had jermaine pratt he, he yes. jumped in the air and landed on him like like i, I don't know like spider-man falling out of the sky <laughs> and flipped him over uh which it's a good thing it wasn't tom brady or that would have been a roughing the passer but i'll talk about that later um, Dax Hill looked, I mean, he had a, he, there was a, a tackle he made that was, that was pretty good over the middle. I, I don't know really how much play he's, how many snaps he's getting. Um, uh, but you can go up and down really this whole list of, uh, defensive players. And, and that's and without something DJ positive. Reader. Right. And he, he'll be coming back in a couple weeks. Not soon enough. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Tupo, like Tupo, no, but Tupo has been good in his stead. Yeah, I mean, not to not to say that the defense has been like is like sorely missing him. They're missing him, but it's not like I, horrendous. I, I will say, I'm. I think that the I don't, I don't know what H slash T means. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that one, Chad. Hello, hello, two. I don't know. Hello. Um, I guess uh, special teams. I think. I think it's time. I think it's time to say goodbye to yesterday. I know it's hard to say goodbye to yesterday, but I think it's time. And it's time to move on from former Bearcat, Kevin Huber. Well, you know why they haven't? Uh, no, I, I honestly don't know why they haven't. Because it, it came out at the beginning of the year that he was the best, he was the best holder for Evan McPherson. Okay, let's work on that. Um, figure it out sometimes yeah, you, sometimes you lose a long snapper look look here here's the thing you can't uh hat tip talking golf oh good there job yeah uh yeah now um, yeah they don't know what a hat tip is there yeah, uh, their hats are backwards you're not wrong right. not wrong steven and do that um you can't have like 30 yard punts in the nfl no you can't no, no. <laughs> And they, can you sign just a holder? Like, I mean, he he averaged waste roster on on four four punts. He averaged thirty eight and a half yards. I mean, he did have a long of fifty one. Um, 
The other thing, though, is I didn't really think, like in the preseason, I didn't think Chrisman averaged more than a couple yards longer than than uh, than Huber did in the preseason. So, like, yeah, that's what G off is saying. Chrisman <laughs> wasn't very far off in holding in camp compared to Hubert. Well, that that's the holding part. I'm talking about like the distance in his punts. Oh, his average punt, I think, was only maybe a yard or two. Longer? I, 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 I don't know, know but you got to find I, there. You got to go find something to fix that. I was, yeah, that's true. So and now, I, I mean, I don't know. now, now you've lost three games by under three points. Aaron predicted five losses this year. <laughs> I believe. So. I'm just saying, there's only two more left they can lose. I mean, I I predicted six losses. I said but Jeff has three, six, so. You weren't uh, far off either. Come on now. I think I said four, so I'm, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, so. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ed's really back against the wall right now. Really back against the wall right now. It's with the Lake Kansas City. Uh, amongst many other teams. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're you're sitting at, at two and three, and you, you don't have a bye until week – what are we at? Week – I think they have. Six, seven, I think eight. they have six more games until they're by, don't they? Five more games. Four more games. Good question, uh, Crip week, Keeper. I'm not sure. Week Week Ten. Uh, how many times have the Bengals won when Chris Collinsworth is calling the game? Uh, not many. There has to be a stat out there for that somewhere. Not many. Uh, you have you have four more games though, Jeff. If you're looking. Yeah. Uh, you have the at at New Orleans. Host uh, the Falcons, who very well may be Desmond Ritter-led Falcons at that point. Um, go to Cleveland. So you could face and, Dalton, then potentially Ritter, and oh, then – and so it's going to be Dalton, All backups. Ritter, Mariota, then uh, Jacoby Brissett, and then I don't even know who the who, – who's – Who's Baker's, Baker's backup? Uh, isn't it the, uh, the, the Lego firefighter? Um, the guy who used to be the Jets no, no, but they just they just lost their head coach, right? Yes. He just, and the side cool. note, did you see the stat about that? Forty million. That he for the next forty eight months he'll be collecting a paycheck of eight hundred and thirty four thousand dollars a month. Be nice. <laughs> it said like being a, a fired NFL coach is the best job in in the world. How do I get an NFL coach job? And then uh, you come off that, and you're playing the Steelers, and that could be a, a, any ho- that could be any host of of quarterbacks there. I, um, oh, it's not going to be Kenny Pickett if he's trying to fight people. And then no, the, they're, they're into that there. Then the Titans, sure. and then you got the Chiefs. So really, like five of the five of the next six games, they they your next four win, are, your think. next four are winnable games. Yeah. They are. Well, Andy Dalton, Mariota or Ritter, uh, Jacoby Brissett, and Mayfield or uh, the Lego firefighter. I can't yeah. remember his name. The New, mean, York, we, New York Jets old, old quarterback. I do remember after they lost to the Cowboys, we said that if they were, um, what, six and six and three at a minimum going into their bye week, 
that we would be like we would feel comfortable feeling, with that. Yeah, feeling feeling riding riding pretty high. You still could do it. It's still it's very possible. Dar- uh, Sam Darnold, thank you. The Lego firefighter is Sam Darnold. All right. Could so, so as far as that prediction goes of being uh, six and three going into the into the bye week, they are certainly backs against the wall for that. I don't think you. I don't think you want to go in. What five and four would be your other option, or I can't believe how many that, how think, many yeah. backup quarterbacks we're going to have faced before a bye week. A lot, yeah. Although you know what, the Cowboys with Cooper Rush, uh, he might be the new starter. I, I mean, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna start him over uh, Dak if Dak's healthy, just because they're paying him like a lot. So that's just how those things work, but. I don't know. I would hope that we can win the next four games into the bye. I would hope so. Um, what else do you want to see out of this team, though? At this point, like, have are you? I mean, I mean do you at this point right now, as things currently stand, before getting to six and three, if that's even something that's possible, who knows? But are you feeling good about this team right now? No. I'm like lukewarm. Really? So, so what what can be done to make you feel better about this team as early as next week? I don't know if I don't know if like next week can really like if if it's one of those things where like one week all of a sudden I can be like all right like I mean if they come out and they score like you know they put up forty points on the Saints like you know they they start mixing some deep balls in more than you know once a game i don't know like but really let's just win and let's win comfortably this defense is a defense that's going to give the you know you can't just leave them out on the field because you're going three and out right like you can't i mean the beginning of the game jeff says i want to see them have some patience i know we want to be explosive but you got to take the short passes and run plays when given to you i, yeah. I would agree with that it goes back to what not, you said earlier uh Jeff, put put uh put Chase in you know some short short distance plays. Let him let him get a little. But so, if you're if you're dinking so, and dunking, you have to be able to break tackles. You have to be able to death by many cuts, right? You have to be able to turn those small plays into something more than what they turned it into. It was like catch tackle, catch tackle, catch tackle, and we played into the zone as opposed to exposing the zone, beating the zone. Yeah. And if if people are going to continue to throw the zone at you. If you can beat the zone dinking and dunking, it will eventually open up. They're going to get away from the zone and open up to where you can air out the ball. Or, hell, keep running it north and south because that was working really well against the zone. Cryptkeeper brings up a good point. No more razzle-dazzle in the play calling like we said earlier. Like, we don't mean creative, like, you know, plays that are these, like... The annexation of Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, like, goofy. (laughs) Like, we're not talking goofy, like... Just, Statue of Liberty play. It goes also back to like the whole like I think analytics are stupid, but like <laughs> no more of this goofy stuff. Like just you know, run the plays that you are comfortable with that you know are going to work. If it, like if you Tyler do Boyd some, like, short stuff that are there, use Tyler Boyd. Where like, where has he been? Like <laughs> I I think he was targeted three times. It's like they forgot he's on the team. Again, if T Higgins goes down. It should open things up for Look, Tyler Boyd. 
I realize I realize a lot of people are stuck on like Jamar Chase, right? We all know he's a great receiver. He he's drawing have, double yep. and triple teams. Yep. Scheme him open. Either scheme him open because it can be done. I've seen other teams scheme their guys open. You could do it too. Jefferson, right? You can do times. it too. Devontae Adams gets schemed open. They throw him the ball and let him make a play. Mm-hmm. Let's do some of these things. You don't have to force the ball into Chase. Like you don't have to force that. Or check it down to Hayden Hurst, Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins. Uh, if he if he's back, I understand. Right, if he's back, but like they they've got some they've got some dudes. Mike Thomas is on the team for a fucking reason, right? Like, I don't uh, know. yeah. Tyler Boyd so, was targeted four times. Mike Thomas was targeted three times. Hayden Hurst was targeted. Um. Seven times. Okay. Hot six. And hey, uh, by the way, um, I also want to take a, a moment to pat this show on the back um, because we were all huge Hayden Hurst guys right off the rip. That that yeah. big body tight. I, I saw I saw a uh, a meme that had Hayden Hurst with his reach over the end zone, and then had right underneath it had Michael Jordan with all the monsters hanging on him yeah. as his arm stretches out and dunks the ball for the. The final Space Jam points. I just thanks for sharing I, that. Like, one. I love, I love what Hayden Hurst has brought as far as like the intensity on the field, but I feel like he's probably also like, like the the, the same kind of like hype guy in the locker room too. I know that we don't see like a whole lot of stuff in the locker room kind of things or like whatever. But like, yeah. he he strikes me as that kind of guy when he gets up and he's screaming so much, like his face turns purple after well, like a short. When you hear play. him say that Cincinnati is a dream come true. Who has ever said that about Cincinnati? Like I landed here and this is where I've always wanted to be. Six year vet. I believe he is now six, seven years. Um, I knew that he had been drafted by the Ravens. I did not realize until this week that he was their number one pick that year. He was drafted. Same draft. Same draft as Mark Andrews. Yeah. He was picked ahead of Lamar Jackson. I think he was like 20. He was old when he was drafted, like 24. They had two picks in the first round, and they took him first and then took Lamar Jackson next. Well, they took Lamar and with then, the last and, pick of the draft, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And then the, oh, the first round, you mean? Yeah. And then they took Mark Andrews yeah. later in that draft. Yeah, they traded up to get Lamar uh, just to make sure that they could get that fifth-year option on him, which obviously that worked out. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I, I'm... I'm I don't know, I'm in like a cautiously optimistic kind of space. Like they, they look you just like made the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good team. But if they can just work through work through the schemes, and I know like Aaron said it a lot, uh, whether it was just in DMs or on Twitter or whatever. But like, and everybody's saying it. Zach, you're a great CEO and a rah rah guy, and you've done wonders for bringing this locker room together and making Putting it this team place, together for that matter, making it a place where players want to come play. They want yeah. to be a part of it. The culture's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let your offensive coordinator that you hired call the plays. That's all we're asking for. It can't be worse than what's happening right now. And if it is a collective, get rid of the collective and give it to your offensive well, coordinator. I was I was gonna say like if it is the if it is the offensive coordinator, if the offensive coordinator can't do it, Zach, by the way, 
You can fire him and find another offensive coordinator. He's your awesome. scapegoat. If it's you, if you are the problem, then you're the one who's got to go. As far as Colin plays, I think he I think he's good as a head coach. I agree. We, as long we, as he can get out of his own way and allow somebody else to call the plays. Correct. Again, the coordinator is there as a scapegoat and to call the offense. I know Andy Reid does it, but you're not Andy Reid, bro. Andy Reid, you are not. Um, I believe the Philadelphia Eagles coordinator also called his own plays prior to this season. And head coaching. Uh, yeah, the head coach, I'm sorry, um, was also calling the, the, the plays. And he gave it up this year. And uh believe they're 5-0. They are. They're the only undefeated so, team. Yeah. So That's going to be that. a good one this weekend. I'm, I mean, I got Jalen Hurts in both my leagues, so he's – He's been pretty good. Oh. Well, um, Ed, do you have any final takeaways on the uh, Bengals? Just need to be better. Fair. Be better, Aaron, Bengals. Anything else you be want better. to? No, I think I think I got it all out. I think I, 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 I've, I've, I'm happy the kids aren't here tonight because one sleeps right there. <laughs> and I would not have been able to do this show very well if he was sleeping right there. Uh, yeah, that's hot. So... There. there was another uh, game this weekend. There was. I was there. And it turned it, it turned out score wise better for us. Better for the good guys, sure. Uh, UCF like UCF came to Nippert Stadium. U- USF USF. Sorry, you're right. You oh, that's a total <laughs> I, move. Good job. Hey, good job. It, even have it written here. Uh, South Florida came to Nippert. Cincinnati wins 28-24. Good, good. Jeff, you and I have already talked about it in our respective spaces. So, Ed, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, what did you see in this game? That that just what were your thoughts, your takeaways after watching the Bearcats? My takeaway is this, and it, it and it, it started making sense to me after you. I think it was in one of our group chats. Every single team that comes in to Nippers, every single team in the AAC that plays the Bearcats, it is their Super Bowl. And they prepare more than any other team, like any other game on their schedule. And I think they're just, it, that's the reason why these games aren't blowouts the way that we want it to be. I think they, they spend more time on their, on their play calling and on their, you know, taper more time on anything for the, for the Bearcats. Than they do any other game. And I think that's the reason why we haven't been, blowing these teams out of the water. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we should be blowing USF out of the water, that blah, 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 blah. But like, it's hard to do when you're the target on the scoreboard or on the, on the schedule month in and month out. Now, with that being said, I am so mad. Well, not, I'm not mad. Sorry. I'm so over this quarterback conversation. And here we go again. Because he got to go play, and he got the he, he scored he ran in a touchdown, right? I can't remember right now. Jeff's not paying attention to me. No. Whatever it was, like it's all over the internet again. It's Prater should be in instead of instead of Bryant, and I'm I'm just I'm over that conversation as well. We are not at practices. Chad's at practices. We're not at practices. 
You people on Twitter are on practices. We don't know what's happening there. We're not Luke Fickle's mind. Can we please just stop? And that's all I have about the game. All right. Aaron, do you have anything that you want to like rehash from? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I guess to address Ed, like what he was talking about, I don't, there's not a quarterback controversy. It's been, well, if, uh, it's been sign on, Exactly. But sign on to Facebook or sign on to, to Twitter, and there's a huge controversy. The coaches know a little bit about what they're doing. They made it to the college football playoff last year. Um, and for those who reacted after Evan threw two passes the entire game that he was in um, and said that this is why, uh, that's also an overreaction. Um, you throw a kid in there who's cold into the middle of a game that he – wasn't necessarily expecting to get in. I know they, they talk about we prepare as if we're going to play every game. I get that. But you're still cold. Like, you're not in the groove. You're not working your way into a scripted first drive and then getting the rest of the game as it comes and after you've seen some things. You're just out there <laughs> fighting. And he came into a game that they were losing, and they won the game. And at the end of the day, that's what you want out of your backup quarterback who has to take over a game from your starter. That said, it's still Ben Bryant's team. Yeah. Um, I, I need I, to listen to you guys last night. Is is there an injury update on him? On Ben? Yeah. I mean, he'll, I would assume he'd be back. It's you have a bye week. You have a bye week. Right. And it was concussion protocol. So, okay. All right. Um, with everything that we've seen lately with concussions, you obviously appreciate the team erring on the side of caution. Uh, he was back on the sidelines before the game was over with a baseball cap on. So, take that as you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of, Dial it back a little bit, I guess, in general. Um, I know I was reactionary after the game because I think they should have covered. I think they should have been game in hand, well in hand, and, and covered the 27 and a half points. I had them winning 55-10, I think was my prediction. Uh, obviously, it wasn't that. That said, you're not going to win every game that you should win like that. Um, this is one of those situations where South Florida has, has played – a couple teams well, including Florida and Cincinnati. Uh, but Cincinnati played sloppy. I, I don't think – I know I know Chad thinks they played above average. And I, I said last night that I think they played bad. I, I don't think they played well. But I think that the game changed uh, progressively. It got better. It, it didn't stay bad the whole game. Obviously, they won. Um, but the defense came out flat, real flat. And uh, I don't know. I, I want to see – I guess I want to see the defense react quicker to teams gashing them on the run. Um, and I think that's become some, a, a bit of a concern. But, again, I trust these, coachy, these coaches to do what needs to be done for this team to continue to put itself in the best position to win, and that's what they do week in and week out. When you talk about when you talk about the the whole run thing, I, I brought it up on on Sunday morning. So the first uh, a, 
across the first uh, half. Uh, Chad says he never said above average, so they were bad in spots, and USF played well in their game. I might have to go back to the tapes because I think he did say above average at one point. <laughs> but uh, oh, I thought Chad. there was a segment at the end for this where Chad disagrees. He wants to disagree right now. <laughs> you can't just throw words into my mouth that I didn't say. I never said I thought UC played well. I said I didn't think they played terrible. Oh, I didn't say well. I said above average. There's a difference between well and above average. Above average is more <laughs> better than well. Mm, I would disagree. Or they're, or they're right at, right here. We're gonna have to put a hierarchy together. If you were, if you were exactly. ordering steak, would you want it well or above average? I don't, I don't like steak. We've, we've covered this. That. Well, that's, an, that, yeah. that's, an, that's, that's another, another thing that's another topic for another time. My, my only point in all of that was, if you really go through things, there were points, especially the first two drives, where the UC defense wasn't good. For the most part, when you consider how little the offense was actually on the field, the offense wasn't terrible. Then nine drives. They scored touchdowns on four of them, and a fifth one ended at the two-yard. Like, if, if you can be in that position, and then three punts that were downed inside the 12. That's eight of the nine drives offensively. They have one three and out. And that's more what I was talking about than like when you characterize, well, the offense was was terrible. The offense was bad. No, they weren't. They just didn't touch the ball a lot because USF had a good game plan and executed it. So uh, don't put words in my mouth, bro. Come at me, bro. I, again, I might have to go back to the tapes, but go back to the tapes. It's exactly what I said. What I just said now. That's exactly what I said last or Monday. If night, you could find, if you could night. find that tape, this would make a great TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been yesterday. They only won by four. Nobody said ahead. they played above average or played well. The offense didn't play bad, as some people characterized it. They didn't play bad. They just didn't get a lot of time on the field. The defense played well in spots. And played poorly in some spots. And USF had a good game plan and executed the game plan. It's not that hard. It's not like going to Lubbock. That's hard. Oh, and he, he says that and then yeah. drops out. That was, that was well played. And, and then he, he bowed out. So what I was getting at was um, when you talked about the run, the first half, they had three, four, five, Eight, nine times they ran on first down and gained five or more yards, which is just going to set them up to continue to get first downs and then drain the clock, which was their game plan, which is what Chad has said on across several of his nightcaps and shows that South Florida had a good game plan to put them in the best position to have a chance to win the game. And whether he said that UC played above average or not, Aaron will find out later, I'm sure. Um, so the, when you've got that going on and you have the Bearcats not able to put a, a stop to that, it, they weren't able to get in the backfield. 
Luke said it in his uh, press conference afterwards that the energy and passion that they normally play with just kind of wasn't there. Um, I don't know because the ESPN angles, ESPN Plus angles are atrocious, um, and the camera the camera work is not always where you can see what's going on on the field. But I did capture glimpses here and there where it seemed like they were using uh, double teams from their line to disrupt Ivan. Um, oh yeah. So like I saw glimpses of that, but I, I since I don't I wasn't there to see the whole field and I there's no like all 22 version of the game to go back and watch. Um, I just kind of assumed in my head that because I wasn't seeing him as much in the backfield that they were, you know, scheming to stop him. And there wasn't really a lot of, um, of pickup from uh, the rest of the guys necessarily, as far as like creating the, the chaos in the backfield. Uh, They have had a little bit of issue with mobile quarterbacks here, but is a, quarterback that has the ability to get outside the pocket, move, run, get downfield, similar to not as good as similar to like KJ, KJ Jefferson. And then like Kennesaw state, their quarterback was, but you're talking about a Kennesaw state team that is obviously like the, the, the talent differential there is much, m- yeah. much more drastic than what it is uh, with UC and USF. All that being said, when, yeah, we we finally get you know Chuck is uh, carrying the the rock Chuck. pretty well. Okay, Chunk. you're still still trying to make that happen. Uh, Chunk <laughs> uh, Charles McClellan. He had 21 carries for 179 yards. I'm laughing um, at this man. What? Yeah, Steven hang, said, <laughs> hang the fuck on. on. Did Chad pop on to say something? He also had his hat on backwards, and I'm in the fucking Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> I think last week all of our hats were backwards because somebody again. I I told you I didn't have a hat last week. We're all over thirty five. You want to feel under thirty five again? You'll you'll know one day, man. I'm just saying. I've been doing this since (laughs) I've been wearing backwards hats since high school. Twilight Zone. We all have. Um, and then to your point with Evan Prater, I brought it up um, Sunday morning on the brunch. I assume that probably everybody that's in here. Uh, probably will, at least knows what the brunch is, and then all the other Bearcat Journal content. Probably already and if subscribed you to BearcatJournal.com, which is a, uh, a solid website to be subscribed to. It's not that expensive. I think right now it's like a dollar uh, to sign up. I think I saw that in the corner of uh, the website earlier. But anyway, there's all kinds of information there, um, including links to all of the podcasts if you want to go watch them. But when it comes to Evan Prater, like Aaron touched on when he just talked about it, he threw two passes. One of them was a, a really good little pass that he made the, to Josh Wiley over the middle for like 15 yards. The other one he missed not even close. Um, and I don't even know if he was really just trying to throw it away. I don't know what was going on with that. Um, but you're asking a guy to come in into a game that's not garbage time where you're blowing him out and there's really no pressure. You're talking about a kid coming into a game really for the first time where it mattered, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't think of another time that he's had to come into a game where there he wasn't just coming in for a play. Um, here, yeah, there. I no, mean, obviously, I, I he would, wasn't coming into games. He wasn't replacing Ritter at all. So, you know, he comes into a game where you got a quarterback that goes out. He comes in, and they're losing. 
and he did what was necessary across the end of the game to win it. Mm-hmm. And you, so I, I put no weight on the the pass that he missed. Um, on the, I think he got did he get sacked once? Uh, I want to say he held on to it. Yes, awfully long and got and got sacked. Um, but those are things you're going to see. And and I said the same thing Aaron did. Um, I know they always say like, oh, I prepare every week like I'm going to play. Well, the reality is you do prepare every week like you're going to play. You just probably don't expect it. It's not necessarily the same thing as being thrown into the fire because your starting quarterback goes out with an injury, your team's down, and now you need to be able to operate the offense in a way that can secure a victory and move on to the next week. This is a team that now has 18 straight AAC wins, 30 straight at home. Those are not small streaks. It's not something that's easy to do. Look, they get those streaks get broken every week across the NCAA. That's true. A forward hat is bad for lighting. Thank you, Chad. Uh, so those are streaks that get broken every day, every weekend in the NCAA. And. We're done right there, and that's why I threw it in right there. You don't act like that didn't even happen. Nope. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it later. No, not just act Good like night. that didn't even happen. I thought you were done no, right you there. Blew like, you blew it you up. A, we are on pause. to 27 days until hoops. Go ahead, Aaron. You get, no, that's, not, that's not the next thing on the topic list. It is, actually. It oh, is. It is. Yeah, sorry. Yep. You... 27 days until hoops, gentlemen. There's 27 days. Until basketball tips off for the University of Cincinnati. And we haven't really talked about any of the preseason stuff here. Obviously, we know after last night, Arnton Page uh, commits to USC. So he is not going to be a Bearcat. Damn you, Mike Bone. <clears throat> Damn you, Mike Bone. You keep boning us. Not in a fun Come way. Come to money. That was Ted DiDiosity's song back in the day. Huh. All right. Um, but oh. Ed, I know you I know. woke up Steve's dog again. <laughs> I turned it down, Stephen. I turned it down. It was my third this time. Your dog is a light sleeper, Stephen. <laughs> you might want to get that dog some melatonin. This is my favorite, go- like ongoing joke. I think we have right He's, now. Steve's gonna have to put his dog like in the bathtub during the <laughs> like, during um, the show, Stephen. If so- you can, if you can find a better sound for us, this. It, by the way, Aaron loves this sound. If you could find a better sound oh, for us, I will try. Now it's Aaron's fault. Just just watch it on your phone with headphones instead of on your TV, bud. Uh, in any case, Ed, I know that basketball, Bearcats basketball in particular, probably enthralls you more than the Bengals, more than UC football. And so I'm going to ask you, what are you most excited about this season? Year two, year two of the West Miller, West Miller era, right? Like last year was a, was a year that he had a, you know, he had a piece together a team and, and what, like 30 days or something like that. The Island of misfit toys. Yes. Sir. Right. Exactly. This year he's had a little bit more time. He's uh, you know, some players have left, some players have come in. He has a little bit more time to build his own team. Um, and we saw glimpses of what a West Miller team could look like last year. Um, and I'm excited for, seeing more of that this year more of this you know 
say UNC style of basketball, but I mean, really is kind of a UNC style, UNCG style of basketball. Um, and to show, you know, some more of these, some more of these guys that are sitting out here, kind of sitting on the edge, like, oh, do I want to commit to Cincinnati in a couple of years, or what do I want to do? Show them, like, no, you do want to commit to Cincinnati. You do want to start looking at Cincinnati. You want Wes Miller at your high school games so that he can recruit you. And also, it's it's one more year until the Big Twelve competition. So let's see what it's going to look like. That's fair. I mean, what player, uh, new addition, are you most excited to see? I couldn't tell you that right now. I haven't really looked into all of that right now. I'll answer but... for you, Landers Nolly. Uh, Jeff. Good one. That's good. That's a good That's... one. Yeah. <laughs> number two would probably be would probably be Skillings, and number three would probably Skillings. be uh, Reed, Josh Reed. Fair. Um, maybe Sage coming up. Sage or Sage or, or uh, Finnessy. That guy, that guy stays in the Monster Factory. Or Zikpay. I mean, there's there's plenty Ooh, of guys that you could have chosen from, but I'm I I'm most excited. Uh, I'll go most Start excited. I'm yet. most excited about Sage because I I think that he's somebody that I mean, he looks like he's doubled in size. Like, Huge. It, it it's wild what they do at that place. I'm curious kids. to see if Sage sees time this year. To be yeah, completely that, honest, that, that's true. I always like to pick those. Like, I mean, I, like Nick Martiner was like my guy that, uh, and I'm still. I, I it makes me smile. Waiting for a breakout you know, game. You know, I mean, that's how I was with Blue Smith when he got his yeah. first pass this this past yeah. week. It was like the first time since first, like 2019 or something. 2019, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, only yeah. nine yards, but I'll take. I it. mean, it's easy to it's easy to to pick the 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 big names and be like, that's like the guy that I want to see, like whatever. Yeah, but, it's uh, easy to do that, Aaron. I named well, no, all I mean, the, land, the Landers Nolly thing was hilarious. Sorry, Ed. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, I mean, as, as far as basketball goes, like I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. I mean, we're, they're we're gonna see right off the jump. What is it? When do they play Arizona? Uh, November twenty first. Maui. So, Maui will be fascinating. Oh yeah, I forgot about Maui. Yeah. So. Obviously, before that, we've got some things. Uh, I went to Eastern Kentucky for. Uh, a brief while, a year and a half. Um, so that's kind of cool that they're playing them this year. Um, then they are going right across the river to play Northern Kentucky. So those games, like regional, we'll regional we'll entrance, yeah. yeah, we'll kind of be able to see some things there. But really, like, are are we going to see something a la UC versus Illinois last year? You know, like, absolutely. How many games do they have to win in that in a that tournament, I, mean, I think this has been brought up on a couple shows. Winning than, one, winning one should be looked at as good, as solid work. If you steal two games there, right? Winning, winning like, two would be would be yeah. huge. So there's there's uh, not even recognizable. No, like if you look at him from like from like his high school, like when he was at at Hamilton, whatever. Like he doesn't. I don't even think he fits in his parents' food truck anymore. Probably not. He, like, he he probably does not fit in there. But uh, he's also he's also thick now, as opposed to yeah. just being tall. That's the other part. That's the other. Yeah, that's one. Exactly. So I mean, you can't teach height. Can't make that any different than it is at that point. So, right. Making him bigger, uh, stronger is is awesome. Um, but then we get to what has been talked about before, and we've talked about it leading up. Um. 
the loss of you know not getting Arrington Page, which yeah. everybody can kind of you want to start reading tea leaves and things like that uh, on that whole situation, you can kind of guess that we're not getting Collier either. He did say. He said don't assume. assume because we know what assuming does. It makes letters. an ass out of you and me. And he said in all capital letters, and then the guy from On3 that makes all the edits posted like did like some emojis underneath it that would lead you to believe otherwise, and maybe that will make him flip. Because he's like, you dime me out. I don't know. Um, either way, if this coaching staff, and I, I've had a back and forth with, not even a back and forth, but like Chad and I have talked about it. To see a, a staff be able to identify talent early on before it gets to the level that it is. Like we, we talked about, uh, Flory Badunga wasn't even uh, ranked um, as a individual when UC started kind of, looking at him uh collier was pretty low like compared to where he is now was lower um wasn't on Page the radar of a lot of i don't like, know about flory when they got involved with flory oh uh, uh, when they got involved with him yeah i know last year he was he was not maybe chad will jump in and correct me and whatever but i'm i'm pretty certain he wasn't ranked until at some point this year and he like has kind of skyrocketed up um that's kind of beside the point point being that they, this they identify talent early on. Yeah, is able to identify guys early on. Floyd wasn't right. Good job. And and start the the process. Um, and I know uh, I can't remember if it was I think it was the nightcap last night that Chad was talking about like developing these relationships with players, and and also developing the relationships with the players that where they're their coaches and their teams around them, these big, big AAU groups, they, they see this going on. And when they're, cause they're going to be other kids coming through these pipelines that are as good, better, almost as good right in that, you know, in that ranking of maybe the top 50, top 75 in the range. Sure. And, and those coaches can say to those kids, Hey, Cincinnati's looking at you. I think it was you that said, like, if it, if a coach, you know, a UC coach is looking at you, you know, you're kind of like, hey, maybe, uh, maybe you know, they're, they're serious. Maybe I'm a dude. Yeah, like, you know, I'm whatever. Uh, so the, these are things that the team dog. There you go, dog. Uh, you can start to build this network to start a pipeline to UC from some of these places. Correct. So that that's what excites me the most. Like, yes, okay, it sucks that we miss out on this because everybody, like, you know, he, he puts up the pictures from the the visit right after uh, Jizzle James commits, and like, you're like, oh, maybe, like, is that good? Is it bad? Like, it turns I out. Saw that somebody, it, I saw somebody bring up a really good point about that, and they said that him putting up his pictures kind of took took a little bit of the shine away from Jizzle, which I don't know that it did, but um, but that they said that that would be like it, it drove some likes to his page though. Sure, and that's but and somebody that's said that would deal. that would be like Collier putting up like something last night when Arnton Page put up his commitment and taking away from his commitment from his like, commitment. Kind of did so uh, uh, well, even that yeah, even that like don't assume thing kind of kind of that kind of yeah. Um, Rose, it it it's nice to see these kinds of things going on. Um, we we haven't been 
in that kind of, you know, UC hasn't been in the conversation of these kind of players right. as of, you know, recent memory. Um, so it's, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that they are getting, like, getting those wheels spinning now and not, like I've said before, if you go into the Big 12 and you get shuffled to the bottom real quick because you don't have the talent to be at, at the top, towards the top, be competitive in the Big 12 and you get shuffled to the bottom, that ain't good. So Chad told me something earlier tonight, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this. Uh, it was not on the air, but he said, people have to have a really good stomach for Big 12 recruiting. Like, you, you can think that you have the stomach for Big 12 recruiting, but it's going to start to hurt a lot, often, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, because you're taking big swings, you're getting involved with – you know, top 100 kids in basketball, top 500 kids in, in football, top 400, 250, mm-hmm. whatever you're getting involved with in football, where, wherever that path takes us. Um, and you're going to take big swings, and you're not always going to. And kids are going to go away. elsewhere. You're right. Kids yeah. are going to pick elsewhere. And you know what? Like, if a kid thinks that another situation is better for them. So be it. Yeah. Go take it. Like, I, I haven't seen it. Um uh, maybe I really haven't like gone looking through like everybody's comments uh, or anything. Reed, and I know where sh- you're going with this. I- I'm sure that there are people that are out there that are taking shots. These are 17, 18 year old kids. They're making a decision for, you know, for themselves, for their family, whatever it may be. And now you're, when you're talking about these, these guys that are top 75, top hundred, whatever, top 50, all the way up to top 10 guys, those guys are also now with NIL stuff looking at money that can set up their families now. Correct. As opposed to, you know, they're, they're not necessarily leaving college to go to the NBA right now or like the NFL, whatever it is, and taking that, you know, leaving early for that stuff. They That decision has to come now. And if there is a, a better offer somewhere else, I don't know. I, I can't fault somebody for that. Just is what it is. Um, but like you said, you gotta have the, you gotta have the stomach. Like you gotta know Mm -hmm. if you know, you you take big swings, you're going to have some big misses, There's gonna be some heartbreak, Uh, but you're also going to make contact on some of those. And you know, you're going to end up with some good dudes. I'm sure the timer's coming up soon, but I did want to bring up the fact that 92, 93 were on the football field this week. And Wes is not only developing those relationships, uh, with the players to be present, for the players that are, are present now, but also with the alumni. And we got to see Hugs back on the field. Again, I, I'm going to say it again, and I know he's under contract where he has to wear West Virginia stuff. Oh, skip it, skip it. That's his employer. But I will say, um, hopefully it's the last time that he wears the West Virginia stuff on the, on the field. Um, just don't come back until you're retired. If you're gonna have to wear West Virginia, because I don't think it's going to be. He's gonna have to be I don't in the think, arena I don't think to play. I just don't think it. Sure, that's fine, but you don't recognize him uh, as something Cincinnati while he's wearing somebody else's clothes anymore. Like, be done recognizing Huggy, and uh, un- until he's retired and can come back here repping a seatball. Just saying. Well, I, I did hear there was talks about him going into the Hall of Fame at UC. So, well, again. Wait until he's retired because I don't want to see him rocking a West Virginia pullover as he's accepting 
Cincinnati's Hall of Fame. All right, Ed, this is this is a segment designed to finish. Huh? Did, Jeff, did you hit that one? Okay. All right. Ed, uh, this is this is the segment designed specifically for you because I can't speak about any of this because I couldn't care less. Jeff, I, I feel like you're probably in the same boat as I am. Uh, but FC Mid-Cincinnati and their 74 draws has somehow made the playoffs. How's that possible, Ed? Tell us, tell us what's going on with FC Mid-Cincinnati. It's possible because they want they beat the Chicago Fire this weekend. So they won a oh, game. I'm sorry, DC I, United I, this weekend. They 74. beat DC United this weekend. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, came out and scored five goals, five to two. Uh, you had Brenner with three, so he had a hat trick. Uh, Acosta had the first one in the sixth minute, uh, and Brandon uh, Vasquez had it in the fifty-third minute. Um, this Tell team came the out. On... Stuff. They made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. They're playing uh, Red Bulls. Yeah, Red Bulls. They're playing the Red Bulls this weekend. This weekend, fifteenth uh, Saturday at how noon. Did, how did they get there? How many games did they actually tie? More than they won. I didn't know you want me to do that math. I. I mean, it should be at the top of whatever. It's there not. Be a record not on, is not the record is not at whatever playoff tree you're looking at. I was looking at the soccerreference.com. The record isn't there. Um, they were like a couple wins, a couple losses, and a whole lot of ties. Twelve wins, thirteen draws, nine losses. And you get like credit for those draws, right? Like they get points. You get one point. point. You get one point. I didn't know that. How many I points do you have for winning? Now, two? I will say this. I will say this. I did see a uh, somebody made a graphic. Um, apparently, FC, is, and I don't know who the players were, but apparently FC is the first MLS team to have two players with 18 goals. 18 or more goals. That's not true. Who were they? The it, was, it was Brenner and... I have no that? idea who it was. It, I, right. I, there were pictures of them. I don't know who they are. But... <laughs> There's some stats. No, it's Vasquez. It's Brenner and Vasquez. Well, there you go. Yeah, those guys. They they did a good job. They scored a lot of a lot of tying goals. Next, hold on. <laughs> I just give you a little background. We're playing the the Red Bulls, the New York City Red Bulls on Friday or on Saturday. Uh, both those games we played them this season is a draw at <laughs> Duck Dynasty FCs. I mean, come on. It's a good team. It's a good soccer. That's so, awesome. Edwin just came up with a great idea. You wear like some camo jackets, maybe like put some like leaves and stuff in your hair. Like you could be the Duck Dynasty guy at FC and you could be the super fan. They'll put you right there in the front of the Bailey. Like you could do all kinds of crazy stuff. What's that have to do with FC Cincinnati at all? Because no one's doing it. Because nobody's doing it. This is your move right here. The John Cena, you can't see yeah, you it. Do that. You're yeah. in all camo. Oh man! Make it, make and it orange and blue camo. When they score, you could have like a giant one of those uh, smoke bom- smoke bombs. You can't have a musket in there. They're not going <laughs> to let you do that. You're not the mountaineer. And then, and then you could you could pull it like it is, like you're shooting. You know what I mean? There you go. That's your thing. I was at he the game a couple weeks ago. is a genius. He's a marketing genius. He win marketing genius. Right there. I was at the game a couple weeks ago, and they need to let people in there you, with muskets because there is a lot of skunks around that stadium. You would go, you would go uh, oh viral, Ed. Okay, and 
Um, I'm not going to hit the blow up button, but I think we're probably done there. Do you have anything else you want to say about FC Cincinnati and their uh, playoffs? No, go ahead and hit the button. I'm not hitting it. It's the it's lightning oh, round. And Chad, Chad's even got a better idea, too. You could have Duck Hall. Hit, oh, this has got to be Ed, a thing. You could be the one that starts up the, the quack, 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 quack. I know you couldn't hear me. I know you couldn't hear me over the sound, but quack, 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 quack. <laughs> we'll address this real quick before we start the lightning round, though. Uh, Joe, I believe that it is live on the part of the punctuation Twitch it and is. not on the BCJ Twitch because we can only stream it to three places. Uh, so go so subscribe. I'm going to start the, I'll start the, uh, the lightning round and I was going to start it with hugs wearing West Virginia gear and Aaron took over that, but I actually don't have a problem with it. That's where he works at. He, that wasn't even a minute. You didn't even yeah. give him a minute. He said, he, he said it was, well, I wanted to say Aaron, about it. listen, Aaron, Aaron touched on it. He has his opinions on it. I, I don't have a problem because it's hugs. Um, and he, if he's going to wear West Virginia gear when he's there, obviously he's got to do that. Um, could he probably ask West Virginia, like, Hey, can I wear like the C Paul while I'm at UC being recognized? Probably. But you know, that's, I don't think that's really his style. He's, he might not have any UC gear that fits anymore. I don't know. Um, solid point, but, <laughs> and I didn't even, I shouldn't have said it like that. That was cause I like hugs is a great dude. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, candy corn. Do you like the candy corn or the pumpkins? Because I'm here all day for the pumpkins. Because it gets more candy? Because uh, it's delicious? Nah, the pumpkins are too much. Yeah, the pumpkins I like are the way too much sugar. I mean, I, I, because I, I, my problem is I can only eat like a couple pumpkins, but yeah. I can eat like yeah. handfuls of candy corn. <laughs> Do you ever mix it with like the peanuts and stuff? No. To have like a the payday, and I know that most people up oh, right there. Lambic hates candy corn. Candy yeah. corn, I love it. I also love but, it. But but don't but don't don't ever eat it if you get it in your candy for Halloween. Like don't eat people's. Like, no no you don't package candy. No no the, don't do that. The, I'm gonna give you a plastic baggie full of candy. Those get yeah, immediately thrown away. That's like, yeah, I don't want yeah, your that's, I don't want your hands on any of my yeah, stuff. No that no that's news. immediate immediate garbage. Yeah. Sorry. God, that one was real loud. Sorry, Steven. Sorry, Steven. That was real loud. Good okay. Boy. Somebody switched them up. Baseball playoffs. Are you guys watching at all? A little bit. Actually, well, was, or are you just watching like through via Twitter? No, or, it it was it was on TV in the office today, but like muted. And so like I, I looked up a couple times, saw Nick Cassianis like was having a good game. Oh, I just, oh, that, that goes to my that goes to mine. I just want to congratulate Nick Cassianos for making it to the playoffs again. Oh, that was down there at the bottom. I see that. Sorry, Ed. Because there was um, a tweet that came out from Yeah. Caleb Hample. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know, the, the Mariners are kind of a cool storyline. I like, like I like black licorice too, Lambig. 
I love uh, Jaeger, so oh. I'm I'm there as well. Black Licorice Black is actually pretty good. <laughs> we all have the same flavor profile, <laughs> except I hate spicy. Oh man, I don't, oh, I know, what this ne- I I don't know what this next thing is. Um, oh, that's me. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so uh, for the first time, I think ever, I don't know. I should probably look that stat up. Uh, AFC Wrexham. Uh, we'll be on ESPN two this Saturday. Um, Wrexham, I don't even know him. Stop. Um, if you haven't checked it out on FX, welcome to Wrexham. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, whatever the McElroy guy's name is bought a soccer team in Wales. The guy who term- the guy who started or who Sunny in Philadelphia. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. NFL oh. officiating. Yeah. Awful. Awful weekend. I know that they typically like a lot of times you can like you're watching games and you're like, man, you missed that call. Man, that was a bad call. But there were two very, very bad calls that have gotten lots of attention. One being a they were both roughing the passer calls. One was a roughing the passer call on Tom Brady, which was nothing more than a sack. He got sacked, and then he tried to kick the dude. He tried to kick the guy, but that's okay. Uh, just rolling him over is not okay. Um, and then the other one, which was almost worse, and I didn't think there could be a worse one, was it, Chris Jones on Derek Carr in the game last night where he literally took the ball from him and in mid-sack took the ball uh, and then actually put his other arm out to stop all of his weight from landing on Derek Carr and had the ball, but that was all negated. Uh, and then the official made it even worse uh, with his explanation saying that when that the passer is protected when he's in the passing posture. Uh, oh, that's a new rule. That's a so new rule. In the passing posture, apparently, you know, are we just going to put flags on the quarterbacks and say, like, that's that's where that's where we're at? Can we do that so that Aaron can, when Aaron says that he got a sack on an NFL quarterback, it's actually real now? I already did that, so it is real. It was like real. Football. I did that. Like football. Uh, I think it went down the stats as a sack. Make the sound. Don't sell shit in Bearcat Nation. <laughs> Just don't do it. I don't, don't care if you have it, tickets. You I don't care yeah. about your door hangers. I don't care about your cornhole boards. I don't care about any of that shit. Don't sell it. <laughs> Why does Ed's beard remind me of an old feral cat or he fell in white paint? <laughs> I love T Win. <laughs> He's been uh, watching all night, and he just posted that. Uh, the red season, the red season is over. I didn't want to make this an actual segment, but what are, what are your final thoughts on the red? <laughs> all right, I'm glad it's over. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two has reunited in their f- formal original trio. Tom DeLonge is back. You couldn't find any aliens. They are no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the aliens have come out as being said that they are real from the U S government, that they're UFOs and such. Now they said kind of identified flying objects. 
again, that's what UFO stands for. So um, we're on the same page. Good job. Um, but they are, they're back in any case, um, back on tour, not coming to Cincinnati. Closest they're coming, I believe, is Cleveland. Um, although Pittsburgh is closer to me out here. Uh, Jeffrey, don't make me put you in timeout. Whoa, they already have a new they already have a new song that looks hilarious called Edging. Um, Are you even old enough to know who Blink-182 is? Yeah, yeah off. We're all old enough to have back issues and actually care about this. And, uh, and beards that look like they've been dipped in paint. That were a feral cat hanging out on your face. Ed looks like the homeless guy that just hasn't made it to the, he's made it through like part of the the uh Does he the have makeover. A, he's made it through part of the makeover, but he hasn't gotten to the part where they give him like a haircut and like fix his beard up and stuff. He's got the why lie <laughs> I just want beer. <laughs> that didn't, that didn't it's help. true. They they have not they have not gotten to that part yet. <laughs> That's because I had gel in my hair today. I was in the office. Oh welcome back to YouTube Casey Neistat. Did you guys did you know he was back Jeff? No, but that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. He's making content again. Uh, he's living in New York again. Um, so I'm I'm pretty jacked for it. Who's that? Uh, he Casey Neistat like is. He, he reviews yeah. like tech stuff and just does like. He's like an original vlogger kind of deal. He okay. does some cool shots and. <clears throat> pretty cool. It's pretty good stuff. He got in trouble Nerds. for flying a drone. He got in trouble for flying a drone around New York. Uh, I oh. think him and Ed, him and Ed linked up a couple yeah, times Ed, to fly drones over, over the stadium. Did that over the Bengals stadium, didn't he? One time, one time he he attached a snowboard. Okay, and then I just wanted to get into the uh, more Reds thoughts. Um, <laughs> is Nick Crawl uh, still the worst uh, PR guy in the business? Because he came out and said that what happened this year uh, was unacceptable, but basically expect more of the same. Is it training like a damn bum? You know that. You're a bum, and that's all you'll ever be, a bum. Well, that hurts, man. Bum the week is Ed for not letting Jeff finish his thought about the Reds. Uh, go on about the Reds, Jeff. I mean, he was actually, I was going to roll that into the bum of the week. Um, I think he is the bum of the week, and I don't even know if it was this week that he said it. It might have been at the end of last week, but I don't care. Um, I'm, I'm tired of him like opening his mouth and not instilling any amount of hope um, into what I believe is the, the theme of my childhood. What's he supposed to say if he's not being allowed to spend just, money? Then just leave out the, this year was unacceptable, but expect more of the same next year. Like just leave it out. Just don't even say anything. <laughs> like If you have any questions about what's happening with the team, direct them to Phil Castellini and see what he has to say. He's going to say, sucks. where are you going to go? And you're going to say, well, look, you you had the worst attendance ever at Great American Ballpark and there were the worst attendance since 1982. Ed's beard looks like brown slushy snow. <laughs> um, are you guys about to start like a hashtag on Twitter, like hashtag Ed's beard? Looks no, like no. I don't, care I don't think much. it's going that. I don't think it's going that far. It's um, like kind of a thing for T Win here, and that's funny. To me. Any, any, I can't wait until next week to see what he's come up with in seven days since. Um, any, any last thoughts though this week, fellas? Um, I'm pretty much out of it. Ed, did you actually have a bum of the week that you were going to go with? No, I didn't have a bum this week. Did you watch wrestling? Oh, okay. So, nope, nope, nope. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right, Ed. Okay, that's fine. We can, we can, we can do, we can give me one minute. Okay, that's fine. Well, you got to figure out how to put your, your face big. 
But Jeff, thank you. One minute. Here we go. And go. Okay. So, um, oh, this is really good. John Moxley signed a five-year contract uh, with AEW. Sounds like CM Punk is out in AEW. Um, I have on my DVR right now the return of DX on Raw. It happened last night. I have not had a chance to watch it yet um, because I went back and watched the Bengals game. Um, but I am really super excited about this. I don't know. I haven't looked at any tweets. I don't know if badass Billy Gunn got to come back for it or not. Um, but I'm 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 here for it. Jeff, stop, Jeff. Damn it, Jeff. Damn it, Jeff. Shaking your head. I you out. And that's wrestling talk. What about the road dog, Jesse James? Isn't he banned forever or something? No, he's back for PEDs. Uh, Triple H is Triple H is in charge now. It was it was it was a very small segment, Ed. It's all the way at the end. Hashtag Ed uses painters tape to shape his beard. And that's going to wrap it up. That was part of the punctuation again this week. Uh, thanks for all those who tuned in and watched us in the live stream. We appreciate your comments. Uh, if you haven't, it's a pretty fun conversation, um, largely due to every one of Jeff's thoughts. Uh, we, we, we love you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> T-Win coming through in the clutch at the end. Uh, but for my co-host, for Jeff Howell, for Ed Mayhall, again, I am Aaron Smith, and we will see you next week, 915. See ya! Bye. Ba-da-ba.